What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Cam sitting here with my lovely wife, your co-host, or also the host. We're We've been co-hosts. doing this for 15 weeks. We're technically weeks. both co-hosts. 15 weeks. We're in never the game gonna still. say it the same way every time. I think that gives people, you know, a little bit. Doing of- a teeth check. We just had some lamb chops. Make sure I ain't got no stuff on my teeth. You dig what I'm saying? All right. It's another week. Uh, mm-hmm. Another another time to sit here and and talk to the everything is we fam everything is we fam the we fam we fam and uh, uh, get into some some good stuff here. So uh, once again, thank you all for uh, you know tuning in last week and and leaving some nice comments and it's always it always goes up in the comments. Some of y'all bring out stuff that has nothing to do with anything that that. Uh, either one of us talked about um but that's your business and and you know we we read it and and we just keep on going uh because everything doesn't warrant a response but we love it and then many of you 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 send some deep profound comments and it's like man this is this is awesome this is dope uh we're here to spark conversation and and hopefully uh you know you take that conversation and and broaden it with with your people group and your network and you know it's just a, it's a, it's a never ending cycle of giving, loving, and learning. That's nice. Just made that up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this week we're going to talk about decision day. I don't know how many of y'all watch Married at First Sight, so I want to make sure we in- include everyone who doesn't watch because there's a lot of people who don't watch. Feel and free then, to go on tangents because people liked the tangent last time when you went on your random. They rants. do. This is that's what you know. Nine times out of ten is what a podcast is for. People like the moments of. And Cam is good for getting off topic. No offense, babe, but that's you, okay. You, you're. It you is do what that. it is. You're conversationalist. It is what it is. I'm a storyteller. Yes. Very I will so. talk about a story and then tie it back in. But you just got to be patient enough to stay with me on the journey. Over time, I've learned to be more patient with Cam's storytelling. You do the same thing, though. I'm not. Like, not on the podcast, but, like, you'll be talking to me downstairs. And you'll be like, okay, wait. Okay, because, you'll just well, go into. That is just me being very scatterbrained. I'm scatterbrained. Yours is more of a storytelling Thing. You go through all the details. You explain it very precisely. You make sure to make sure everybody's name is in there. You got to give the background <laughs> to the background, the backstory to the backstory. You're you're very thorough in that way. I am scatterbrained. So when I start talking about something, my mind will go on a whole nother train of thought real quick, and ain't got nothing to do with what I was talking about. That that ain't mine is very disorganized. I have disorganized thoughts, very rabbit holey. Yes. Y'all ever seen Alice in Wonderland? That's my brain. In a nutshell. What was I talking about? I don't know. See? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were going to talk about, okay, so, yeah, we were going to talk about maths, but, but in a inclusive way that includes everybody. Yeah, so for those of you that haven't seen it, those of you that don't watch it, those of you that don't know, um, or those of you that are behind, this may we may give away some spoilers so we just letting you know right now obviously if we're talking about decision day uh we're 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 at the end um at the end i'll go ahead we'll start we'll start we'll start with 
the drama and then we'll kind of tail off into, you know, some positivity. Mm-hmm. All right. Many of you know the infamous couple or individuals on maths that really have kind of made in my in my opinion they've made maths as big of a deal as it has been now i haven't seen uh some of the other seasons she has seen them you haven't seen any other seasons right um this was your first time this was cam's first time watching married at first sight um we did it purely for uh (laughs) keeping up with everybody's conversations um, but I think this was one of the more monumental seasons. A lot of the other seasons, people weren't really talking about like that. This one was like all over social media. Like it was a big deal for some reason. Uh, maybe it's because it was happening during quarantine or I don't know. But no, when did the season start? I don't even remember. It's been so long. That was this year. It started this it year? It started this year. Oh. Like beginning. I don't know exactly when it started. I don't remember. It's been, it just feels like a long time. From the inception of these two individuals into the show, from their introduction into the show, it was drama. It was mess, right? A couple of weeks go by, long story short, you know, Chris wasn't really on the, ep- the later episodes, um, and Paige would just be on there here and there looking sad, um, <laughs> Looking, looking sad. She she was. She was just you know. It just it was just something different. And all the other couples were still going through their stuff. Even if they, even if those couples were like in shambles, they still were were in it together. Together with another individual. And Paige would like be at her apartment by herself. And like, yeah, it just was sad. It was sad. Um, and then we get to decision day. And the whole time leading up to decision day, in my mind, I said, now, Chris better not get on this show. After he'd been gone for like three weeks. And act a fool. But deep down, I knew that's what he was going to do. That's why I said what I said in my feeler. Because I knew he was going to act a fool. And in acting a fool, he tried to flip the switch like, oh, oh, man, I didn't deserve you. And I just... Oh, you're just, you were just so great. And I just, you were the woman that I needed and I didn't know I needed. And man, I, it was so selfish of me and ba da 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 and da 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 da. And man, like, dude start crying, runs to the car. And the the experts and Pastor Carl, they all looking, or pa- is Pastor Carl Pastor or Cal? Cal. Pastor, Pastor Cal. Cal. I always want to call him Carl. <laughs> we love putting uh, <laughs> initials and letters in folks' names. Letters, extra letters. That's our people. Um, so pass a cat as a cow. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Is he for real? Is he serious? And Dr. Viviana. She's like, listen, OK, I'm not having this. Now, y'all got us. Y'all got the world questioning. Are we really experts? Because we brought this dude on the show and he acted a plum fool. From the from day one, from, from the introduction. I mean, yeah, he looked at her and cussed <laughs> on the altar. So bad. From them doing so it bad. every day for a week, for him to not like her or think she's attractive, for him telling her friends that she that he didn't think she was attractive. I told Lexis, 
I was done when he said that he fasted from masturbating for three days before he met her. Because at that point, you told a complete stranger you have no self-control. That sounds like you ain't got no self-control. I would not have had sex with him because of that. At, the, at that point, by the end, I was just like, there's really like nothing else he can do to make himself look worse. So, I mean, why are we even still doing this at, at that point? Just if she's still kind of thinking about it, just let him just let him be because she's going to keep going back. If he can easily change her feelings that like if somebody can call you ugly. Basically. And you still be with them. I'm just not attracted to you. Like to me, it's like, okay, so then you want to be like, just, I mean, let him be because you can't disrespect me anymore at this point. And I'm like, if, if, you disrespect me up until this point so much and I'm still like, well, now I don't know. Then, I mean, you're all in. You might as well stay. Bro, say it worse than that. Say it with your chest and leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, he literally took this poor girl through hell. Really did. Drug her through hell. What I felt like was, I felt like even if his intentions weren't to do that, it's the fact that you were only looking out for yourself. And I feel like through the whole finale, yeah, the finale, through the whole decision day, his main, his main motive for even being there was to clear his name and make himself, you know, seem like, well, I'm human. And what I'm, the decisions I made, they weren't right, but that's, that's, you know, that's what I had to do to make myself look better. Like, and it's like, okay, you admitting that now invalidates everything you say because you're continuing to do that. Everything he did at that point, everything he did on decision day was to make himself look better. He was trying to make himself look better for Paige because he wanted her back. He's trying to make her, himself look better in front of the cameras, you know, having this sense of emotion and, I'm, oh, I'm so sad and heartbroken and all this like listen stop please because it's not making you look better he thinks it was making him look it's all about looks for him and you gotta be cautious with people like that because it's narcissistic behavior I was mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone about this but we're talking about a situation where somebody is like they come back and they apologize to you, but not because they're in a better place of mind or because they're ready to move forward with their life. They want to apologize to clear their name and to feel better about their guilt. And to me, that's not sincere. It's not a sincere apology. It's, a, it's an apology to make yourself look better. It's not an apology because you care about the other person. And that's not coming from a good place. It's like, if you're doing it, because you just want to feel better and look better in the eyes of someone else, then it's still a narcissistic move. Like you're still, you're still doing it out of selfishness and you can't apologize out of selfishness just because you want to look better to someone. Like, do you actually care about how you impacted that other person? Like, that's not fair. Cause then you're going to keep doing the same thing. You'll mess up again and be like, well, what'd I do? I don't understand what I did. The fact that you don't understand what you did, 
means that your apology isn't really sincere because you're not going to change. You're going to keep making the same decisions. Changing specifically for the optics of it as opposed to right. deep reflection. And, and you didn't really change. reflect on that. You just feel bad. Feeling bad is not a good reason to keep messing with somebody. Like, just leave me alone <laughs> and go do that with somebody else. But it's like, that's, to me, that comes from like a lack of accountability from other people. When people don't hold you accountable for the things that you do. So then you just learn how to adapt to situations based on, well, I apologize so we can move forward now. And it's like, okay, but did you actually learn from that? It's like how you were explaining on Sunday about repentance. You know, the word to repent means to turn back. You make the right decisions, not just saying I'm sorry and then keep doing it. That's not repenting. The, I probably didn't explain that right, but you know what I meant. It's okay. It is the recognition of wrong and ability and willingness to change your mind and your behavior toward a thing, right? That is the act of repentance. But repent means to go back to the top. Yeah. So when you repent, it puts you back in the right place. He wasn't, he wasn't in that kind of position mentally. You could tell he was just like, I feel so bad looking back. And now I want to try this again but without actually changing anything. It was almost like, and I know they, I know the show isn't like, like live. Like when we see it, that's when like it's happening. No, like the show had already happened before, but it, it was almost like he got a glimpse of, I think they got like to, somebody I'm not sure showed if they got him. To watch it back. I'm not sure if they get to watch it back before decision day. Somebody, it, it was almost like somebody should like, or the producers like, dude, this is how you was at. This is this is how this is how you're gonna look on TV for for seven. I don't weeks. know if they got to see that before <laughs> beforehand. But and he was like, "Oh, man, let me go up here, yeah, and save face." Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because we we're recording this before the actual reunion. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they react to the actual show because I I know for sure before they get to the reunion they do watch back and then they can comment on it um and sometimes their feelings and emotions may be a little more heightened because of because of seeing how they come off on camera and how things play out play out on screen it, it's different than actually being in the moment so it'll be interesting to see their responses to that but i mean i think he had enough time to really think about it but at the same time it's like you still ain't changed nothing you came on here and tried to play the sympathy card and it didn't work Dr. Viviana was ready to beat you up, um, you know, because we're like, we're not going to keep doing this. Like, you're yep. not going to. But I told Cam, I was like, I guarantee you after this, they're not done. Like, they definitely had sex after that. Like, she was very proud of him for <laughs> expressing what he did, which, like I said, I feel like if you if you that deep into it, if you like it, go ahead, girl. If you cool with that. But. So. So now let's let's get into Paige and then this will open up a broader discussion. Okay. So Paige being publicly humiliated for the world to see. Then you get to decision day 
And I feel like you had your decision made up. Right. And then you see his antics and he gets to, he gets to going. And yeah. I mean, he's, he laying it on thick. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he storms out of the place. He goes to his car. He tells, you know, his famous line is turn my mic off. <laughs> Even though they're going to turn your mic off, but you're still going to be recorded. Turn my mic off. And we'll still be able to hear everything you're saying. We're hearing everything you're saying. Can they turn my mic off? Like, bro, we hear you. We hear you. But that's my thing. Like, why you always got to whisper off camera in order to make things make sense? Just say it with your chest. Like, why you got to do that? Whisper in people's ears. Cut, cut, turn on the shower and close the door. Lock the door. And, like, you got to do all that to make a point. Like, you whisper it, but you don't know you that there's do a whole microphone. Like, he's with... This is basically... He thinks he's whispering like this, but really he's whispering like this. Man, I can't believe me going through all of this stuff. Like, <laughs> your whisper is amplified because you have a microphone connected to you. And not turning your mic off, bro. Like, bro, this that's is what you signed how, up for. That's not how reality TV works. <laughs> like, you understand. Turn my mic off. If you're on the clock. Cut, no, cut. You ain't the producer, bro. You ain't. If you're on the clock. You do not have the, you signed away that right when you signed up to be on the show. You do not have the right to say no when, when the camera cuts off. If you act the fool and storm out, the camera is following you, your mic's still on, and we're getting all of this on tape for everybody yeah. to see. Because yeah, this no is rights. prime content, brother. You're, go, you're boosting the ratings. We're going to get this. So keep going. You have no rights. <laughs> And so he's doing his thing. He's going through his spiel. He runs out to the car. Everybody's, all the experts going like, oh my God, here we go again. Paige runs out to the car. Hold on, y'all. Goes out Hold to on. the car. Hold on, y'all. Bless her heart. Sits in the car. She really What's wrong? Talk to me. What's going on? And I mean, he boo hoo. <laughs> but we didn't see no tears, so okay. But go ahead. Boo hooing. I was looking for the tissue to be handed to him. It and want. Paige is just sympathizing with him. And that's signs of she's a very caring person, caring individual. Yes. I believe if if Clara or Virginia, or Vin, she would have did the same thing. But I feel like it's worse because. Because what I'm about to say next. Because he did what he did and she comforted him now. She feels like there is some hope for change for him. And she's like, yeah, I just, this is, wow. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like you've been, so you've been waiting for him to have an emotional breakdown because he's done that already. You've been waiting for him to show out emotionally because he's done that already to make himself look better. He had a whole mental breakdown when he realized that you were ugly to him. So yeah, I think that ship has already sailed. But I mean, so and I, she, it, she was looking for him to apologize and say all the things that he said in the car. That's what she was looking right. for. And that's understandable. But too little, too late. Tajiri said, after all that I've been through, <laughs> after all that she had been through, okay, you, she, you, he gave you the apology. Thank you. Next, like, move on. She can be easily manipulated when she really, really wants something. And this is what leads me to this. I feel that 
many individuals, but but specifically the ladies, specifically the ladies. And even more specifically, Christian women. Because many, not all, I'm not going to lump everyone in the same boat, but many of you have a strong desire to be in a godly relationship, you will put up with with toxic bootleg godly spiritual men just so you can have the relationship aspect of it without having a healthy individual in the relationship. To me, it's like, it's almost like when you go to a, when you go to a church where like, ain't nothing really being taught. It's just a whole lot of feelings, manipulation going on. Like you hear the right song and you know, the feelings are heavy. But there's no real substance being preached. So you're kind of stagnant. You're not really learning anything, but because they're appealing to your emotions and can have you feeling an emotionally, an emotional high, basically. It's like some people literally go to church because they like the way they feel when they go to church. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with their spiritual growth. And that's dangerous because then you're equating your relationship with God to how you feel. And then when you don't feel good, then God's not good. You know what I mean? Like your yep. faith don't work when you don't feel good. So then that's kind of what she's doing. It's like this toxic going back. Like, remember we talking about toxic faith? Mm-hmm. It's like this toxic mentality of when I feel this is right, it's, it's good for me in, in some way. But it's like your feelings aren't always an indication of what's real. Like feelings will lie to you all the time yeah you have to really like focus on what's real in the situation like i feel like we try to reiterate this more often than not but like love is a choice being with somebody is a choice regardless of how he makes me feel i choose to love him at the end of the day because of the facts right so like if the facts didn't line up with my feelings then i wouldn't be with him Like, I wasn't going to be with him just because of how he made me feel. Like, I'm going to be with him because of, like, the facts. You know what I'm saying? How is he a good person right now at this very instance? Not the person he could be, but the person he is right now. You know? Consider those things that are before you. (laughs) Like, if nothing ever changed about Cam, I would still want to be with him. Regardless of all his flaws. And everything that I may not like, those are things that I'm willing to put up with because I love you and I choose to love you despite those things. But if there's all of these things wrong with you and then like, I'm like, well, maybe that one day they'll change and then we'll be happy. Like that ain't enough to stay in no toxic relationship with somebody. I think she's looking at like all the what ifs and what could have been despite all of the things that happened. She said it. She was willing to stay. With him, even though he was going to have a baby. No, but then, but then she said, at decision day, she said, now that that Mercedes and all of that was out of the picture, now she's seeing, you know, we could work this out and try to get back what we could have had had that not happened. 
That's essentially that's essentially what she was saying. It's like now that that's out of the picture, like I'm thinking, what if we could work this out because we don't have those issues anymore? Mm. But the issues are still there. Yeah, they'll just be in a different form, but they'll still be there. Just because the, that the situation, source of the issues, the, yeah, is there. It's there because Mercedes and the potential baby weren't the issue. Right. It's the source. It was. The, is, it was him. Who, it's the creator. But I of feel the like issues. she felt like all of those circumstances was what messed it up, and that's not true. No, it's it's all him. But that's what I'm saying. People feel like sometimes circumstances make situations, um, live wittable, but that it's not the circumstances. At the end of the day, you gotta have a foundation with that person. If your foundation ain't solid, then it ain't gonna work. Period. No matter what situation you're in, and that's why you know. We always talk about like the the finances and you know like careers and all of that the stuff that we we call preferences like those aren't those don't make or break the relationship at the end of the day you got to have a foundation if your foundation ain't solid those that those things won't change anything right if your foundation is solid those things won't change anything i just i hate to see people being manipulated and they don't know that they're being manipulated. When I start seeing things in that nature, now I'm not a certified uh, marriage counselor or relationship counselor. I haven't gone to school for it, but, but I'm in ministry and we've counseled couples and I've seen a lot in my young life. You can recognize when an individual like, oh, you're, you are used to being in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. And it may not be like physical abuse, but mental abuse is just as damaging. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder what kind of upbringing she had, um, what kind of church she was in, what her relationship with her parents is like, you know, cause those are all things that can play into your faith and then how you receive love from other people and what you're willing to yep. put up with. Yep. Um, yep. If there is like a strained relationship wow, with her I father. Ne- wow. There, I didn't even think about that. She could be, she could be accepting behavior because that's what she saw or that's what she's experienced growing up, seeing other women go mm. through things like that. As especially as black women, I feel like we've seen so many people that look like us, women that look like us, that have been abused and um, gone through so many um, unhealthy relationships that it just seems normal to continue to accept certain things Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be the case i feel like we the strong black woman thing is almost toxic in itself it's like wow talk about it it's like we're expected to go through so much and put up with so much because we're strong and i don't like that i don't like the idea that we have to be like that all the time talk about it that's not fair that's an unfair expectation because then it's like automatically off bat we're we're expected to just accept certain things and i don't think that has to be the case at all not at all i you should not have to accept anything less than what you're worth and unfortunately it's just what we were raised to to believe and that's why i wonder what kind of church and stuff she went to because certain churches will preach that they they prey on women like that and they um manipulate them into getting all their money and y'all been to some of these conferences y'all know what i'm talking about i ain't gonna name no names but 
talk about it. There's some preachers yeah. out here that'll give you your credit card number and, and make you feel like they know something about you to get something from you. Do and they lying and manipulating. Uh, it is manipulation. To get your money and your draws. They're allowing themselves to be manipulated. They don't know it. It's called me and Wanda was talking about this the other day. It's called itching ears. People have itching ears. Yeah. And not just women. I feel like I may be choosing violence. Say it. <laughs> I feel like the culture that we live in, like, I want to say millennials, because I feel like millennials are probably the most easily manipulated. I feel like people our age, around our age, they have itching ears. Um, because of the way that we grew up and because of the stuff we saw in church and how sometimes, you know, we grew up in situations, maybe like Paige's situation or something where it wasn't healthy. So we like, eh, I'm not really with that. So like you're looking for validation and identity in all of these other things. And so then like you'll believe anything that you see on social media. And then like you're you'll gaslighted. Just, yeah. And then like you'll just repeat it. And then post it in your story, even though it might not be facts, facts, or you may not even know what you're really posting. Um, and then it's like they got you. Yeah, you're regurgitating the regurgitating information, the information but that you, the media wants to be put on display. But people without doing the proper homework, investigative work, yeah. knowing the history behind it, knowing what's actually true and what's a narrative, what is something that the media is pushing but it's like people people want to know things so bad they want knowledge so bad but they also want to belong to something so bad that they're willing to go along with the popular majority and follow the trends because they feel seen and connected to something mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so i feel like people do that with relationships too like they gravitate to people and they lock on to people because they feel seen in a way and they feel like they have something that they need, but it may not be a hundred percent accurate to what they need. It may not be like healthy, but because it appeals to something that they're missing, they're willing to put up with the part that's really not good for them. It's like people are deficit feeling. They're feeling, 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 but not feeling. Debt filling, deficit fit like like they have deficit. People have holes, and they're trying to fill those holes with other people and other things that can't fill them. Yeah, feelings are not facts. No, they're not. Feelings are not facts, and I don't want male or female. I don't want people feeling like. Be based on how they feel that a situation, a relationship, an individual is going to change. Like, I want people to truly, truly, truly have healthy relationships. I want people to thrive and win in relationships and not just, you know, uh, for the sake of being in a healthy relationship because you think it looks good or you think you're going to have this just beautiful life. Like, so many challenges like are in people's lives that you don't know. And they just, 
the the beautiful thing about the marriage, what makes it beautiful, what makes it dope is how they get through the tough times that that happen together, not not issues that we create for ourselves. I can only talk about us in this in this particular instance. People look at us as a source of hope and you know, inspiration and I think that's dope. Like that's one of the reasons why I believe I'm on this earth to be not influencer in the in the word of like social media influencer that makes money and post sponsored content and things of that sort. No, an influencer, like this is one of the first lessons that I taught as a youth pastor, the power of influence and impact. And your influence and your impact goes beyond what you do on social media because that's just like it's an, literally like social media 5% is an illusion. of your life. It's an illusion. It's still all manipulated information. That's all it is. Exactly. It's it's a narrative that you can control as opposed to someone seeing your real life in real life in real time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I take what we what our lives are, like the Bible says in Matthew five sixteen or Matthew fifteen sixteen. Matthew it's in Matthew somewhere. I my mind is like I got so many scriptures in my head. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. My life is on display regardless. I thought about this the other day too, in relation to the PK topic. My life has been on display regardless. I have been trained and raised up the way that I have because that's how it was supposed to happen. Whether I like it or not, whether I like it or not. Yeah. Some situations we grow up in, it is not our decision. Mm -hmm. What is our decision is how we turn what we grew up in or how we were shaped and molded, how we turn that into bringing glory to yeah. whatever our family's name, my dad's name, my mom's name, taking my family out the hood or getting being the first individual in my family to get a college degree or whatever, whatever, right. whatever. The list right. goes on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. Me understanding that it goes, OK, I understand this. That people are going to look at me from the lens that appeals to them. We'll get into uh, the, the struggles and the things that we deal with. Right. We've talked about some of them, but we'll get some of y'all know. We'll get into some of the deeper conversations where people are like, man, I would have never guessed. Because people look at Instagram and social media and vlogs and stuff like that. And you just think everything is just, you know, brown butter, almond brittle ice cream from uh, Jenny's. And then everything is not perfect like Jenny's ice cream. It's just not. Jenny's, if you're watching, holla at your boy. We would love to do a sponsored. I feel like people feel like that about um, being on, well, having influence, period, or having a platform, period. People feel like. That's such an honor and a privilege, which it is, but people don't realize how much responsibility comes with that. Mm -hmm. There's so much responsibility that it comes with being in front of people and having an audience and having people look at you all the time and having people to look up to you as an example. And you have so much power. Oh my God, you could say so many things. You could do so much with your platform. Okay, but it's different when you actually have that platform. Mm. There's so much work and responsibility that goes into that. Like y'all don't even see the conversations that I have with people behind the scenes to make sure that I'm being responsible with what I'm saying, what I put out, 
on social media, the things that I represent, the things that I talk about, like, it's not just like, oh, I can just do and say whatever I want and everybody follows me. Like, no, like there are a lot of times where I have to really think long and hard about what I'm actually representing. Like, and then I also have to worry about not, not that I care about people's opinions, but I have to, I have to think ahead of just me posting something like I have to think about the purpose of all of this at right. the end of the day. And like, I, that's a lot of responsibility in itself. It's not just posting pictures like, well, people know who you are. So that must be something like that. Ain't it ain't everything is cracked up to yep. be. You know what I'm saying? And like Cam said, we we are who we are because God designed us to be this way. We didn't choose this, um, but that's just the life that was given to me. But it's a huge responsibility at the end of the day. And people see it as something that's so admirable and desirable and they want that. But it's like, do you really? Yeah. Do you really? So that's why when people come into marriage and then they try to like what Paige was doing, they try to like be like, well, I want this so badly that I'm willing up to put up with. But you don't even understand marriage is hard on its own. Like even with two individuals that who really like each other and are like seem perfect, you're still going to go through things and there's still things that are going to like ruffle your feathers. So the fact that you're willing to put up with so much at the off jump is like you're going to be piling on unnecessary pain and yeah. hurt on top of the struggles that you already going to go through just on default. Like it's some default issues that you got to work through. But yeah. then do you want to put on top of that issues that you could have actually avoided? Nah, bruh. You, you can keep that. You can keep that. Yep. Like, I would consider, when me and you was dating, I considered you to be the perfect best case scenario. I still think you are the perfect best case scenario. Even with you being best case scenario, we still have issues that we got to work through. Everybody does. Perfect does not exist. Perfect does not exist, no. But I feel like if you're going into a relationship with someone please at least have the best case scenario because that's going to be the foundation for all the drama that's going to happen after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Perfect does not exist, but best for me does. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Best case scenario. God's best is what I like to call it because we, at the end of the day, we have a choice. I personally don't believe that there is one person meant for everybody. I personally believe that there is the top tier like there's tiers of people that are meant for you, right? Like I believe there's God's best, the person that when he designed you, he knew that there was another person that would fit absolutely perfect with you, right? But then along the line of our life, along the path that we, we decide, we take paths and we decide which way we want to go, right? And sometimes we make decisions that may or may not be on God's original path for us. So then when we make those decisions, we, I feel like we get, like um detour best matches whatever path you choose to take there's a person who fits that path perfectly it's kind of like a parallel parallel universe thing like earth two like on earth two there's a cameron who would have <laughs> who would fit the decisions that i made had i made those decisions that way possibilities are endless you know what i'm saying i had a choice to be with you if i had not chose you god still had somebody who was gonna work for me for the situation that i chose it may not have been as good as you if and, but if see you, i mean going down that route i there's so many things that that could be said now because it's like okay 
say I'm going to I'm just sticking with your alternate universe not <laughs> not to say I believe that but I'm going to That's how I see it in my I'm going to go with it, right? Just like the parallel universe, alternate universe like we know in the Flash Marvel comics. When they were introduced to someone that may have been them in another universe, doppelganger, whatever, that individual was totally different. Yes. So you can't say that there would have been a Cameron for me. No, because I, I, I'm just going along with with the theory. That Not you saying said. that it would be an exact copy of you. It would be a totally different person. But I'm saying there would have been another person that would work for the different person that I would have been had I made certain decisions differently. If, because here's the thing. A lot of folks, we add God into stuff that sometimes he not in. That's true. We have free will. Yes. We have the ability to choose, which makes loving someone one of the greatest acts you could ever do. Yes. Because I'm choosing. You don't have to. I am, cho- I am making a decision to love you daily, right? Mm-hmm. Choose. Yep. We're choosing. It's an it is a decision. decision. When you make a decision, when you make up in your mind that you want something, I'm about to look into the camera. When you make up in your mind that you want something, you really want that. Mm-hmm. When someone gives you something that it may be good, but it may not be what you want, you treat it totally different. But when you make up in your mind, like, no, this is what I want. You treat it. I mean, it's, it's different. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. So when someone chooses to love someone, it's like, wow, like you, you really like, you really choose me. Like you woke up and chose me instead of waking up and choose violence. <laughs> you woke up and chose me. Yes. I felt ministry right there. Every day we get the decision to, as a married couple, every day we get the decision to either choose each other or choose ourselves. And some people wake up and they choose themselves. And then that's where people get hurt because it's like, well, I still love you, but I just feel like I need, you didn't think outside of yourself to choose to love that person. You chose to do something for yourself and that's selfish. And you can't do that when you're in a relationship with somebody long-term. That's what the signing of the contract and the making the commitment and the union, the becoming one, that's what all that means. The covenant, all of that. That's what all that means. If you, I feel like, and this is just me personally, I'm not coming for nobody relationship, but I feel like if you don't have those things to reinforce the love you have for someone, at any point, you could wake up and be like, I choose me today. If you don't have that union and that, you know, actual covenant made, you can. You have the right to just choose yourself and they can't be mad about it. But when we made that commitment and we walked down the aisle and we signed the papers and we before God and everybody else said that we was going to be together for life and we became one person, we decided I'm not choosing myself no more. That's what that's for. For people who ask, what's the difference between being married and just being in a committed relationship or what makes marriage worth it? I mean, I don't know if that sounds like it's worth it to you. Might not if you want to choose yourself. But when you love somebody, you got to choose them over yourself sometimes. Yep. And that's not to say that you don't have your own life and 
you can't have your own like thoughts and feelings and emotions. Like, of course, you're still going to be a person. But at the end of the day, y'all make decisions because you love each other and you choose to love each other despite how you may feel at the moment. And it's yeah. not that's not meant to be a toxic thing. And I feel like some people make that a toxic thing and be like, well, I picked this person over myself and they did me wrong and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, you have to look at the circumstances of the situation. Like, what was the intent behind that? The you intent. should never have to degrade or diminish yourself to love somebody else. Come on. That does, that's not required. That's not required. Because, I mean, I, I guess I'll get a little mushy here. Like, loving you. You can get mushy. Loving you protecting you, providing for you all the things that you need, choosing to love you, choosing to be there for you. I mean, like, that's what I always wanted to do. It doesn't make me feel like, oh, I'm giving, I'm giving so much of myself. I, I'm losing my, no, like. I mean, we're, everything is we. At we, the end of the day. it's we. When you care for me, you it's care what for I, yourself what I signed too. up for, through the good and the bad. In sickness and in health. Like, I feel like people go into marriage in particular. Let's be clear. I'd say that in my camp voice. I haven't said it. I haven't said that all day. (laughs) I feel like people go into marriage still thinking like, okay, we're two individuals. If they do something to mess me up, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Like, it's still like a thinking individually type thing. But it's like, when you get married, you're actually one person. Y'all are operating as one person. You're operating as one person. So when you choose to love them, you're also in turn loving yourself. Yeah. That's how it should be. If you're with somebody who is not equally yoked, <laughs> as we talked about in the equally yoked episode, if they're not equally yoked to you, then loving them will make it seem like you're losing something and you're losing a part of yourself because they're not on the same page as you. And that's why you have to be on the same page with the person that you choose to love because that way, if y'all are on the same page, then every time that you do something selfless, it's actually helping yourself at the same time because y'all are one person. Because you're on the same page. I'll say this joke and then we'll move on. Okay. Obviously, Chris wasn't on the same page. All right. Now, you said something that made me think about this other couple. That was great. Wait. Well, I was scrolling through their. <laughs> that was great. Oh. I was scrolling through their Instagrams. Um, All of their Instagrams, all the couples on maps. And uh it's interesting, some people, but then it's like, man, this is really, this is dope for others. And I remember we talked about, we talked about Brianna and Vincent. And I didn't say their names in the episode, but Brianna had said something. She said, I'm not just going, I'm not going to change myself for nobody. And then when it came to decision day and they actually let her speak first. And she was like, I know I can be bossy. I know. I can be very direct. And she said that she said, and I didn't feel like I needed to change myself for anyone. But for you, I'm willing to learn and grow and change, like for lack of a better. Like, and that's the key. And I was like, boom, you got it, girl. Like so many of our um, um, brown skin girls, ladies, <laughs> have felt like, like you said earlier, that because they're, they're expected uh, to be so strong. Yeah, they're expected to be strong. They're expected to go through hell and high water 
to prove and to showcase their strength. Have something successful and then at all. They can't because, you know, I know men that have said, I y'all, I can't date a black woman, blah, 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 because I ain't trying to argue. I ain't trying to blah, 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 blah. And that that ideology has been perpetuated throughout social media, Twitter, and so on and so forth. And like that's totally not the case. Mm-hmm. Um and and I feel like in a spouse, don't you want someone who's going to be direct, be upfront, obviously in a loving way, but like, don't you want that? For whatever reason. Grace I, I and truth. I say it all the time. Grace for whatever reason, truth. I feel like men find that threatening. Um, and maybe you can speak to this. You're a man, you know, you have testicles. So you understand if anybody. Um, men find that threatening when women are not, uh, well, people call it submissive, even though that's not right. the correct term to use in that instance. But they feel like if a woman's not submissive or strokes their ego a lot or a woman who's more like stern and just not going to bend in that way they feel like it's not attractive because then they aren't going to um they're not going to need them i guess that because it can come off as i don't need you i got my own thing going on i can do this by myself i've been doing this by myself i don't need you to do nothing for me and it can come off that way i guess and like i said you can speak to that if you want to but i feel like it's not what as a black woman a brown-skinned black woman i know that and he knows this i'm a bossy person okay and i try i've adapted i feel like i've done a pretty good job of not being bossy with you but i know for a fact that i've held back a lot of my bossiness because I didn't want to be the nagging, said too much, do too much wife. Like I specifically didn't want to be like that with you. So I held back a lot, which in turn made me silent on a lot of things because I didn't want to seem like a burden to you, right? Um, but I know that I can come off that way. And I never wanted to be that way with you because I didn't want you to be feel like your masculinity was being diminished or I was trying to take any, something from you. Because that can, I guess, you know, men feel like they can, it can come off the way. I've been told I'm intimidating. But, but at the same time, it is what it is. Like, as black women, we have gotten, a, I guess, a bad rap for being outspoken and standing up for what we want. But that's because we feel like if we don't, we're going to get ran over. So, like, I mean, chicken and egg thing going on here. Who started it? You know, um, I can see his side and her side. Um, it's like, you're not just going to come up in here and run me. But also, sis, you may have to tone some things down a little bit. No, I, I, just thought, I just thought that was a beautiful exercise of, in relation to Vincent and, and Brianna, of seeing the growth of them from yeah. the start to the finish. Because marriage is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a... And there's compromises that have to like, be made. Bro, y'all got eight weeks. Yeah to learn as much as you can about this individual you can't say after the seventh week well i ain't changed if enough like it's been eight weeks girl just keep on living mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying same thing with vincent like bro it's eight weeks i don't know if i can deal with someone that's bossy and da, da, da. like bro okay whatever insecurities that you have in your past bro like and get, i kind of i kind of feel like it. 
I kind of feel like they may have played on those emotions a little more than what really would have happened in real life because it's a show. So they're obviously going to ask you certain questions to get those kind of responses. For sure. Um, so I think for that, sure. that yeah. might have come up. Yeah, for sure. That might have come up in real life, but I don't think it would have been a, as big of an issue. But at the same time, it is something to be discussed because I feel like that's one of the reasons why we see so many single black women that are having a hard time finding mates because, you know, people are, I mean, I don't know if that's the main reason, but it's one of the reasons that I've heard is like men be intimidated. They don't want to. And I'm like, dude, like if you treat her right, she ain't going to be all over you trying to run your life and mm. i mean you know what i mean like if you if you bring something to the table we ain't gotta step up and try to fix everything and and show you what to do and hold your hand and walk you through life if you actually do what you're supposed to do as a man i have a topic for next week already i mean if you give me something to submit to i'll submit like we talked about but next week is your i was week, so i was I'll... ranting for someone else that wasn't my rant that's okay somebody else that's but... all good because Cam is a Cam is a brown skin girl advocate. Okay, listen. If there's one thing you don't know about Cam, I'll tell you this. They don't know. I can't because it's it's hard to be a brown skin girl advocate and you're married. I feel like that's not a bad. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know. I just I just don't be one to look like oh, like why, what? Why he he married? Why he uh? You no, know what I'm saying? I Cam is a brown skin girl. Well, because your mom is brown skinned. Right. You grew up with a strong black woman. <laughs> so yeah. i mean it's just natural for you to be like i'm gonna advocate for because you love your mom so you're gonna advocate for women like her yeah you know what i'm saying no nah, but brown skin girls i go hard for y'all yeah, just cam just loves brown skin know. girls i'll be going hard be he, he really I, does she's the only one i can really tell <laughs> <laughs> but he really i feel like he really feels for us because he knows that a lot of a lot of you know darker skinned women don't get a good rap that's a whole nother topic too because see i talked about this before and i made some kind of whether it was a twitter post or facebook or instagram or something like i win it i'm light-skinned like i know the uh preferential treatment that light-skinned people get mm -hmm. and i'm like y'all know we all black right yeah and I don't, I don't want this to be a thing, but I, this is what I feel in my feeler and in my spirit. This is what I feel. I feel like one of the reasons why Chris didn't find Paige attractive was because she was a darker skinned woman. Yep. And then you saw her. And he brought, he brought, brought that girl on in. the show. He brought that girl on the show. He did and that on purpose. He definitely did that on purpose. Because it's all about everything he does is about looking good in front yep. of people. So everything is going to be how this looks. Yep. I need to show you how this looks. It does not look good for me to be with somebody who's darker than me. Mm -hmm. That's what he was giving off. And I'm not, obviously we don't know the whole story, but that's what I feel. Cause Paige is not ugly. So it had, it has to be something about her physical appearance in particular that I don't think she's physically unattractive, but it could just be that, that he's not used to dating somebody that dark skin or whatever. But besides the point, that's a whole, that's a whole but nother, all that, of to those. To me, that's what so it many, gave. That's so what things. it gave. That's what it gave. I'm leaving that out there and I'm, yep. I'm not taking it back. That's I'll it. add more to it before I take it back. <laughs> I just them. feel like I've, I've seen it happen too many times. I've never discriminated in my dating history. So um, 
You didn't. I've seen some of the girls you dated, and you had a range. Yeah. You you had range. Well, yeah. I I've, I I can't really like be like yeah yeah man you know me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I got around. Yeah, that ain't yeah. what I meant to say. No, no. This is, I feel like, man, this is good. Like, it's an hour and 10 minutes. It may be cut down some, but, like, this was, I feel like this is a good, this is a good conversation. You just got to watch more shows. You broke some stuff down, baby girl. Once again, thank you guys so much. If you haven't already, like, comment, and subscribe. Gently press the like button. All right? Gently. Listen. We should have at least 2,000 likes on these videos. All right. Let's get these videos to 2,000 likes. 2,000. Two th all right. I said 2,000 likes. 2,000 2, likes. 2, if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and everywhere you can get uh, podcasts. Remember, if you don't know, we have an Anchor. Not an anchor. We do have an anchor. We have an anchor. Ooh, oh, Jesus. We have an anchor. Come on, my God. Come on. We have an anchor. Benediction. No, no, no. We have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Subscribe to the Patreon. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to do some special things. Post that stuff on there for all of our patrons. And if you are already a subscriber on Patreon, we love you. You're awesome. You're, you're way cooler than everybody else. Yeah, like that. that's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's all. <laughs> like this, like that. Like so, like that. All right. All right. Well, grace and peace. <laughs> God bless. See you guys on the next episode of Everything is Who? We. Mike Jones. Peace.